Hello and welcome everyone to the, another episode of Professional Insights. Uh, episode what? What are we? 38. Episode 38. Uh, I'm Brandon March. Curry. I'm Jeff Collins. Josh Bond. Trevor Lindy. And uh, thanks very much for listening, everyone. Just so you know, obviously, if you're listening to us right now, we're on all major um, uh, platforms. Apple bracelet. Apple, including <laughs> Apple bracelet. <laughs> uh, and please share and promote because uh, that's how we get over the 12,000 listens we've got. Oh, we're, or we're like 900,000 listens, right whatever, Jeff. Uh, whatever 100,000? I, th- I think he was saying 100,000. Yeah, I don't know. We're, up to uh, now. we're, we're yeah, but really strong in Indonesia right now. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know why following. they're listening to it, but... It was those last couple episodes on the Canadian economy and the yeah, Niagara yeah, housing yeah. There's market. A, there's an upswing in Indonesian. Uh, hey, I can see this being popular <laughs> if if they get rid of the uh, the speculations tax. We could mm. yeah, we could pick up some lists. Sure, so we we're trying to, but so in in uh, sorry, no, we digress. I, we're having fun with this. No, I'm just I'm just saying. Like, just wanted to, uh, I wanted to because a. a cl- uh, a question came in regarding the issues that come out around closing a uh, house that is for closing costs and all issues that happen on closing. You're kidding me. Yeah, no, I supposedly <laughs> I think I everything closes on time right at two o'clock. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I don't know no, which one of you guys am. want to touch on that. Who wants to go? Well, first I'll, I'll, I'll start off first. Just a lawyer talking about uh, a statement of adjustments. Just don't so trust what he says. <laughs> What the? <laughs> you can trust Bob. Trust some. Um, a statement of adjustments is essentially an adjustment between the parties that are buying the property and the parties that are selling the property. So on a lot of conventional resale residential properties, you'll see usually a couple of items, a tax adjustment uh, and a deposit adjustment because a lot of times the purchaser will have paid the deposit to the realtor. Um, and then they get credit for it on the statement and of adjustment. Trust with the, the broker. Correct, and then in, in most cases. In most cases, and then you know, you pay the lawyer pays the agent the reduced account, uh, taking into account the deposit. And deposits are getting bigger and bigger in Niagara. That's a new trend. Correct. It's it, it's the seriousness of the yeah, buyer yeah. is the way it's viewed. So, on a lot of. Uh, residential resale properties, you're going to see but two adjustments, taxes and deposit. On a new build, you can see a number of items, right? A Tarion warranty. If uh, it's a proper legal build. Correct. Uh, all kinds of things. And just be very mindful of, of what's contained within your agreement of purchase and sale. There's usually a schedule and there's usually a schedule B attached to your Tarion that will uh, indicate all of the additional charges that are going to be reflected on the statement of adjustments on closing. But again, consult with your lawyer and you know just make sure that that's brought to your attention so that you're aware. Now, one unique thing that tends to make its way onto the statement of adjustments is issues or items that come uh, as a result of the buyer looking further into the quality of the the property that they're buying. A lot of times it comes, and Jeff, uh, uh, Trevor, chime in at any point in time. A lot of times it comes as a result of an inspection or final walkthrough, maybe final walkthrough, and then unbeknownst to the buyer, you know, uh, you know, the couch is removed and there's a huge hole in the floor, right? Yeah. Well, that's something. Well, that something that scares people is that you're closing. This happened to me a little while ago, and. There's two inches of water in the basement the day you walk through before you close. Sure. You know, Yep. <laughs> it's panic panic central. Yes. Absolutely. And this yes. happened to me recently with clients where we bought a brand new house, two young, amazing girls that bought this house, 
And just before closing, they're putting the sod down. You know, it's a, yep. usually a, a contractual obligation for the, the builder to put sod down before closing. And the person doing the landscaping had the sump pump pouring water on the ground all the time while they're doing it. So he disconnected the sump pump, put the sod down, and didn't reconnect it. <laughs> so on closing, my girls go in there, they get their key, they're happy, they go there from the lawyer, and, and in the basement, they got two inches of water everywhere. And it's not good. Call the realtor and it's panic mode and you go there, I'm hugging everybody and people are crying and you know it, it all worked out. We plugged the sump pump in and it worked out good, but Perfect. you know, it's what do you do? And and sometimes that can be what would you do in that case right there? After the You've fu- already closed, that's yeah. the problem. There's no holdback or anything yeah, you can no, do. No, exactly. Holdback is something a little bit different than something that's adjusted on the statement of adjustments. We're talking about a couple of different things. They're usually uh, on the statement of adjustments it'll be like you go in there and the ampage of the the wiring on the uh, in the house or the um, the the power I'm losing my word my word I here. want to see how long you're going to figure this out we're not, not going to change we all have our strengths yeah. <laughs> the the electrical panel is isn't uh, the right ampage um, so you have to like get a 60 insurance. amp or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then an, an inspector goes in and says, look, you, you'll never get this insured, right? Your insurer yeah. will have an issue with it. So then you go back to the sellers and say, look, it, you know, I'm, I want a credit for, you know, $2,000 yeah, dollars Yeah, for... So for a lot of times that will get adjusted on and, the and really, and, and the problem here isn't that, that really it shouldn't be found out on closing for this. Like one of the, the standard uh, conditions are insurance... Correct. Um, inspection yep. and financing, yes. you know, and, and really if you have a, a, a good agent, they should be able to walk through and say, well, this is a 60 amp one and no, you're not going to get insurance on a 60 amp panel and call the insurance company and that should be kind of negotiated into it. You yes. Know? And so, that's what I'm saying. Essentially, when it appears on the statement of adjustments, it's usually negotiated well in advance. So yeah. it's done the proper way. Yeah. When we're dealing with a holdback, it's a lot of times something that's come closer. Now, to this is interesting, bring up the holdback, because we, we just had a, a Royal LePage training recently where they suggested to put in a holdback clause, okay. where if something is agreed upon, for example, you have to have it sodded, you have to have a, a 200 amp service put in, you have to have a crack filled in the foundation sure. before closing, that a holdback clause is put in there rather than just assuming a holdback would be allowed. Now, is that something you think is necessary? I don't think it's necessary because at the end of the day, if it's a requirement within the agreement of purchase and sale, the person and the person hasn't fulfilled that requirement, they're in breach of contract. Yeah. Right? So they're they're unable to fulfill their obligations of the contract. So they're essentially forced into... So really, you could cancel the deal at that point, absolutely. but a holdback will close it and allow you to still get your, your thing and then it'll protect you a little bit to compensate you for that work. In right? almost all instances, your lawyer's going to negotiate a form of a holdback mm-hmm. if you're on closing and there's something required to be completed in the the agreement that isn't completed. Yeah. Do you think right. maybe having that on <clears throat> excuse me having that on the agreement would be bringing it more to the forefront so that the actual people that are on in the contract, the buyers and sellers can see it because I often I find that's the fine print that goes into it or this yep. is something that a lawyer takes care of and it's less prevalent to the buyer and seller until it happens. Well, I think the scary part about a holdback is that you know, you'll agree on something to get done. So, for example, the, the siding gets done. You have a holdback sure. of, say, $3,000 for closing for yep. that. And if you put that verbiage in there saying there's a holdback of $3,000, you might find the seller just saying, well, whatever, I don't want to deal with it. Let's just do a holdback instead. And that might put a whole, you know, ball of wax that'll create a problem right there because you're expecting that and it's done. And then, 
in my experience, the, the realtor gets yelled at and yeah. it's a bunch of phone calls getting made on there. So I think if you don't put that verbiage in there, the hold back, it might be better because it might be more serious. I'm not sure. Yeah, it really depends on, on, on the individual uh, yeah. seller or buyer. Well, I right? think it depends a lot on the lawyer, too, because if you've got a bulldog lawyer, he's going to yep. make sure it goes through. If you don't, yeah. you know, sometimes you'll have it, well, whatever, I don't know, you figure it out. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> even 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 if you, and I mean, I've, I, I'm a bulldog lawyer. Yeah, but if I bought you're my lawyer. Right <laughs> but it there's nothing that we can do at that point in time. Yeah. The only thing that we Protection insist, is the holdback. Right, yeah. it is, right? So we So what we happens if the point, other lawyer says no? Then we, we hold you in, uh, we tender we don't the closing. close then? Or? We tender the closing, saying we're ready to close, you're not. Okay. Right? So can that get dragged out then too, or what oh, happens absolutely. there? Absolutely. Because I'd like to know more about that, because it's interesting, because a lot of times I just say, we'll just do a holdback. I don't think it's just that easy in many cases. It is. It is, it is it is genuinely that easy mm-hmm. if something so your sodding example so there's a three thousand dollar holdback mm-hmm. um, it's still that party's obligation to complete but they're not getting three thousand dollars of what they would have otherwise received from the purchaser until that's completed right. so it gets held back in, in the lawyer's trust account so the lawyer's sitting on three thousand dollars until the lot gets sodded yeah and then once we're provided with proof. Here you go, it's sodded, yes, we're okay, then we'll release the funds. So what if it's sodded but it's done poorly? Then you're... There's a question for yeah, you right there, because yeah. that then, would come up. Then that's a, what we would characterize as a post-closing issue, yeah. and they would technically have to... So here's an example them. for you. I, Send a demand letter yeah, first. I like the and examples then, for it. I had a, a lot that was closing. A, a, it's a client of ours, I'm not going to put the name on it, but it was a, a vacant lot. Uh, a survey was required to get it done because there was stuff that looked like it was encroaching on the vacant lot. Mm-hmm. And you were gone on vacation, so you weren't used as a lawyer. <laughs> but there was stuff on there that was that was shown. So part of the agreement was a survey is done. Regardless of the results of the survey, the buyer had to pay half the survey upon receipt before closing. Okay? Yep. It was only $800 for things. So it's not huge bucks. Yep. There's 400 each side, right? The survey revealed that the lot line had an encroachment of a concrete foundation shed about one foot on land and there's a sea container at the back of the property that was movable so that wasn't a problem sure so that was moved right away the bylaw stated that you had to have no outbuildings or anything like that three feet over in the land so if you're right on the land which is one foot over you had to move over four feet yep okay so the requirement from the side lot or backyard back lot uh, it was just like somebody who encroached on it because it's been like that for 20 years and they built in there they bought it when it was built on there so title insurance might come into play and you could probably address that if it was title insurance if there was title insurance on so they bought i'd say in 2017 there's a shed there that encroached one foot on there now the buyer said look i'll still take the property that's no big deal but the seller's responsibility has all that stuff moved on before closing and if it's not done they don't have to close it was written in like that. It's the only way the buyer is going to take it. So my concrete people, foundation on the shed. C- concrete foundation of the shed. It's kind of like okay. Ashlers and stuff yep. like that. that you, could, you had to break it up. So really, mm-hmm. you look at a shed foundation like that. Maybe a thousand dollars to to build a new one. Mm-hmm. So hold back would be thought of a thousand dollars. So. But you've got to bring your neighbors to the table. Well, the neighbor, the neighbor has to be known about this because this was all found out sure. in the middle of negotiation. So Absolutely. you had a, a finite amount of time, so a week to kind of get your your, your um, due diligence done. And it was revealed the buyer would take it if that was removed. He doesn't. I, I don't blame him. He doesn't want to deal with that after he gets sure. the possession. And the seller didn't know about it, but now they know about it. 
So the neighbor, you know, and this is the problem, is that the neighbor has to move, has to agree to it, because you can't just go there and start Correct. wrecking ball and move it over, because it's just all kinds of legalities Absolutely. to it. Absolutely. So I said, look, you know, very politely present, you know, talk to the neighbor and see if you can get them on board to move. Because sometimes it's no problem. Sure. Didn't know about it, take care of it. Yep. Sorry. So right left right. a nice bottle of wine there, nice polite note and all that. And the neighbor said, yeah, no problem. Take care. I didn't know about that. I apologize. I'll get it moved over and all that. This is right around Christmas time, okay, which is a problem. And, you know, issues and snow and stuff comes up. All kinds of stuff. Anyways, so they had to get it moved over. The person said no problem. And then he gets sick and he goes up north and he's doing his cottage or whatever. I'm not giving specific names, but if people listen, they'll know who it's talking about. And he says, no problem, move it. Moves the container over right away, no problem. And then it comes down to the, the shed, and he decides he doesn't want to do it anymore. So two days before close, he's not doing it. Now the buyer is down south. The neighbor is up north. Nobody's around anywhere. And the closing date stipulates, or the closing stipulates, it has to be moved before closing or it won't close. Yep. So the lawyer says, we'll do a $1,000 holdback, which should pay for the shed to be moved, and give them a brand new foundation, boom. The neighbor doesn't want to deal with these up north and not deal with it. Can't close. Kind of breach. Go back. I say, that's fine. If they can't close, we'll deal with it after he gets back. He might still want it. It's not a big deal and all that. The survey is paid for. was going to get paid out of the closing a credit on it. But now it's not closing. So it should still be compensated for close. We hold the deposit, so we're not going to release until the deposit is but it, compensated. Is it closing with a holdback or no? No, it's not closing with okay. a holdback. because it's being extended? The like, that was not, it's just Done. in limbo right now. Okay. And so I talked to my boss. He said, let the lawyers deal with it. It's not yeah. your problem like that. And nobody's calling me or anything like that. My, my sellers are frantic and nothing's happening right now. And we're just kind of leaving it be because when the guy comes back, he's told me he wants it. That's the only thing that needs to be done. He's not going to do anything for two months anyways. He's gone. So in my mind, if you get it moved anyways, he should come back and say, final close now. It's not a big deal. Sure. We don't know because I can't get a hold of him. I can't do a mutual release either because there's no way to contact him. He's down south. Yeah. He doesn't do email or anything like that. So The one I, thing that you can do to strengthen your position in that, in that situation is commit the the neighbor to some written commitment. Yeah. Well, now that it's, you can, now it's you volatile can, between them well, because... You, you, you know what I mean? So that you can rely on. As soon as the neighbor says, yes, okay, we're going to move that shed. Mm -hmm. So it should have done been done via email or paperwork. So, when some some form that. of paper trail. Yeah. So then you could... Because who knows what measure of damage the seller could potentially suffer as a result of the representation that the neighbor's giving. Yeah. Right? Well, the lawyer says we're going to go after him and all that now sure. because it's not closing. Yeah. But like, but then it's a he said, she said, right? Well, it's 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 it's, but it's ugly. At the end messy of the now. day, all my mind with the whole title insurance thing is the the sellers, your sellers, need to provide notification through lawyer, whatever. If it, if, the, if that there is the, title that they insured. have survey, yep. well, it's not even them title insured. I'm talking About because the, the title insurance of the neighbor's property on their property doesn't matter. It should be the the owner of the house next door the one who's encroaching the one that's encroaching because it's him that's responsible for moving yeah but so it's the way his title the, insurance that should be no the way it would go is if there's some something encroaching on your property from your neighbor you co contact your title insurer because you bought the property yeah with the title insurance for the purpose of title insurance insuring it over against these particular circumstances yes right so title title insurance says look at you know what? You don't have a survey for your property. 
by yep. our by our insurance and, and we'll cover you. We'll cover you if there's these encroachments. Yeah. So he should report it to his title insurer if he's insured. Yeah. And then usually the title insurance will run with it from there if it's a claimable item. Yeah. But how long and does all that take when you're doing that? The problem is he's got to be a you know. Uh, uh, amenable to forever. doing all this stuff. Correct. He's got to be wanting to do it. Really, in my mind, he gets a brand new foundation for his thing. Yeah. He's going to have a house built beside him, which should raise his value. Like, he should be Well, he doesn't really have to be amenable. At the end of the day, if you're encroaching on a neighbor's property, unless you can f- uh, prove some form of squatting rights, that mm-hmm. it's been there in conformity with what would otherwise allow well, a squatter it's, it's, it's to be there. It's not a bylaw either. It'd be against the bylaw. But so really. it's out. It's got to be but moved. But how do you enforce that? Through the courts, if it has to be. So yeah. then, then there's extra fees and costs. Correct. And all that Absolutely. Stuff, right? It's it's never pretty. Yeah. And it's so, never but pretty. But who would at be all. responsible for those fees? Would it be the neighbor who's refusing to? Well, then, then at, at that point in time, it's ugly. It can get absolutely. Right? It's litigation, right? And then you get a whole. We can do a whole other well, podcast. And the problem on the is that my seller's like, oh my god, I, you know, I screw, I'm like, I'm like, nothing was screwed up. This yeah. is the only way the buyer would have taken it. We agreed to it. Yes. The neighbor's being. A not nice person to say it politely. Correct. And that's what's happening here. So I say, and the bottom line is everybody wants this deal to go through still. Yeah. So there's still a way to make this happen. He's gone for two months. He come back. We'll, we'll probably get it to yep. work out if you want to. But people's emotions get higher and higher sure. and higher. Yep. And on closing, it was, we'll sum it back up and round it back up. Yep. It doesn't always go smooth. No. You know? So no. really, if you're doing it, and I wish I could have done this, but on the day we were trying to do this, the lawyer... On the 23rd of December, closed up shop at 12 o'clock. Yeah. We couldn't get a hold of them, and we had to negotiate this. So I did the, the the wording, and I said, look, do you agree to this? Get that stuff off. If you do a close, that's the only way the buyer would have taken. Yep. Everyone agreed on it, and it all came down was the neighbor, which is out of your hands. That's right. And the problem is you can't go there with a sledgehammer and just move it. No. Because potentially – and this is what I don't understand. I mean, you could technically move it off of your – Property, yeah. or that portion that's on your property because it's your property. But then could as the long as there's not a squatting rights. Because you're, you're hurt. Absolutely. Yeah. If there's a tree, whatever, you yes. you can only chop down the tree that's on, Correct. part of the tree that's on your that's property. That's right. Yeah. Right? As, as an but this would be a woodshed that would have to be picked up, moved over, and then you'd have to break up the concrete foundation. Absolutely. It. It, don't those, get shot by it, your neighbor. You know, like, I don't in, know. In, in those instances, it's always best yeah. to work it through with your neighbor. but. Yeah. Sometimes there's idiots out there. Well, right? and it's civil court and there's all kinds Correct. of stuff, you know. But, but these are the stuff that come up on closing all, all the time. Right. And mortgage so, stuff and, is other and things. The reason, so the reason I say that I think it's the next door neighbor that's respond, it's it'd be their title insurance is because even if the sellers he bought it not knowing it was land, encroaching really, and and now he's receiving notice from the se- from the next door neighbors, the Correct. sellers yep. saying your crap is on my property, move it. Correct. It could be both. Right. That's that's why I made that statement. Yep. I think absolutely. it would be, be absolutely. Theirs. If, but if, if he is again, insured, if they don't. The lawyers aren't involved. They don't yeah. give notice to See, anybody. That, that's you a whole other episode too, or title insurance and, and yeah. the bonuses of that. I, yeah. I, I don't understand why people decline it. I think it should just be automatic. But it is I haven't. I haven't closed a deal without title insurance. I think in about ten years. I've had people Every, say that's four hundred bucks. I don't want to spend. But I usually call them for vacant land and things like that. Right. Yeah. Well, vacant land's a different story. Yeah. But. You know what? You tell them, even with a title insurance policy, mm-hmm. even if you didn't have a title insurance policy, you need an up-to-date building location Yeah. Uh, survey, right? Yeah. You, you need, the bank requires you to have one or the other. Yeah. Once you have an up-to-date most building banks, location survey... I was going to say, most banks don't even give you the choice now. You need title insurance. Like it's, yeah. Oh, it's taken not, other hands. Not, I'd say like 95%, 99% of commitments now, state title insurance required. And then the other five, one to five percent state. So I think we can do a whole or, episode just yeah. on title insurances. 
But so even if even if you don't title insure, then it's the lawyer's obligation to take that survey, send it to the municipality to get. confirmation that everything's built in compliance with municipal mm-hmm. bylaws and that there's so the shed would come into play there, and that right? there's an there's a cost associated with that yeah right yeah. so it, it'll still cost us probably somewhere 100 150 to 200 bucks to deal with the municipality on the basis of a survey see my clients so were the, more the than co- willing to say here we'll give them a thousand bucks move yeah. the shed whatever you got to do here's yeah. a brand new foundation for your shed your yeah. shed's falling apart anyways yeah. But he's just being difficult. And that's the problem. You can't stop difficult people from being Correct. difficult. And that could Unless be a nightmare you, all the time on closing for you, I can 100%. imagine. Well, I mean, I think what lo- a lot of people don't realize is, apart from yourself, uh, Jeff as a realtor, or Trev as a lender, or myself as a lawyer, I would say 20% of our transactions close without any issues. I'd probably hire, well, with you, I'd say even higher than that. No, but I mean, yeah. some hiccup along the way. Almost well, every time. And, and, and right? there's you stuff know, in the background, so it's very right? tiny, right? Tell well, an- another one today with a bill that I've got that's supposed to close last week on the 9th. Yeah. And the buyers, i, I got to be careful slagging this, but I'm going to. They used Comfrey to sell. And Purple they brick. Got, it's still Comfrey on the <laughs> sign, so whatever. Um, and that's just a whole different episode i got to look into. And they used lawyers.ca to, to, to have their lawyer for it. And the mortgage didn't close. And a week before closing, they, oh, we got to get a mortgage, you know? And this wasn't the sellers who or that bought my house. It was the buyers of the Comfrey house, yeah. you know? And, and oh, we got to get a mortgage. And then we got to extend it for a week. And then we found that on closing, you know? And, and yeah. being the builder who's selling the house, I can't go after him because I got to have a nice relationship sure. with him for seven years to get a tear warranty on him. And so we pushed it back a week. And the 16th, we were supposed to close. And then all of a sudden, they needed an appraisal because the appraisal wasn't done. And these are closing issues that happen on a regular basis. Yep. And so we need to extend it another week, you know. And I got a good lawyer who said, well, you know, let's raise the deposit, make sure they're they're all in and all this stuff. And really, they're in breach of contract. So litigation could happen. Correct. You know, if we want to, we can litigate this. Absolutely. But it doesn't help anyone you're litigating because no. it's extending the cost, the time yep. to close it. No. The only person There's making volatility the there, you know, everybody's unhappy. But it goes to show you how important it is to have the right mortgage person when you're doing this stuff. Because yeah. this should all be lined up way ahead of time. Yeah. And people need to realize that when it comes down to a comfrey or now purple brick, uh, it, it is a private sale. Even though there might be a realtor associated, might be representing you, lenders want a full appraisal. Private sales, whether it be arm's length or non-arm's length, they want an appraisal. Yeah, they're considered right? mere listings. So basically, you're so. paying comfrey... Two thousand bucks. Here you go. Put it on MLS. Yeah, that's your perk. They're done their job. Yeah, you want representation after that. You need your lawyer yeah. or a lawyer or another agent who's probably on the other side of the country to look over the paperwork for you. Yeah, you've got no one looking you in the eyes and telling you this is right, this is wrong, or anything like that. You'd be surprised how many people buy large assets. Oh and my God, you're at the mercy blind, of right? sharks Absolutely. out there doing the offers and stuff Absolutely, like that. Yeah. And you could you can put certain wording in any offer that Absolutely. people don't even look at. They glaze over. And just one word can change it, Huge. and you, get your, you can get your ass sued off. Yeah. You know, or, or, or for, for me, for example, I have insurance. I have to have insurance. Josh has to have insurance. Trevor has to have insurance. Everybody yeah, has sure. to have insurance. Curry's got insurance. Curry needs insurance. Yeah, Curry's got to have just insurance waving. on all this stuff. And um, in the room. He's not away. Let everyone talk. You can weigh in. Um, but but okay. you have to have the insurance, and, and you can have a $50,000 mistake, and it goes on the insurance and have the dedu- deductible and all that. But if you're come free, you're yep. at the mercy of a civil, civil court. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? No, for you sure. You can't close. And then, then all of a sudden, they can't close, and they're responsible for certain money, and the other person can't close, and that person's responsible for both the people. 
it's a lot of cash. It is. Yeah, it is. And this happens on closing all the time when you have the wrong people working for you, the wrong mortgage guy, the wrong financer, the wrong lawyer, the wrong realtor. Sometimes clients don't see it. No. Right? They see we'll save you 5%. No, no, like even That's putting, what they say. Even we'll putting say aside the com free and that Whatever sort of stuff, them. like just some of these hiccup situations that arise, sometimes it's handled by the lawyer in the background, not getting the client involved, not because we know what happens. Anytime a client gets worked up, what's the first thing that happens? They, they're they either call called a real estate agent the or the finance yeah, guy. Yeah, or the lawyer. Right? 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 We're no. get, well, yeah, it's the lawyer giving Well, it's the usually news. the realtor. Yeah, the mortgage guy phoned the lawyer to find out what do we do here, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. So, um, oh, it's, it's mass panic. These aren't, panic. That's these aren't always things that, that people, you know, when, when you've got that good relationship amongst all parties, usually that call turns into is Josh calling you or I. Well, and then we're dealing with it. And then we take care of stuff. Yeah, we try and deal with it in the background so that it doesn't involve on it the clients, team, right? Yeah. Well, you ha- well, you usually shouldn't have those issues, but usually it's not our issues. It's the other yeah. people it, bringing it up and we have to deal with it. Regard- it, it is what it is. The, you know, the economy, or I should say that the landscape of the industries are all changing. It's inevitable. It's going to continue to be that way. Yeah. Experience right? yeah. counts. So, Experience yeah. counts. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I would say we should wrap it up. You yeah. know, for yeah. those listening, they can probably uh, we could do another five what, episodes on closing issues they can that happen based on the length of, of the episode. We need to get Brandon talking against them. Yeah. 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 Brandon needs to come back. He's here. sitting there looking beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's He's typing, it's doing reports. Right, yeah. yeah. Playing click, video click. games. Well, thanks very much, guys. That was actually a pretty big topic. That no. What do I have to really add? Now I do the same thing on some of yours. Change your parquet flooring. Yeah. Exactly. Thanks very much, everyone, for listening. Uh, really appreciate it. Please keep the questions coming. As you can see, it uh, kind of gets a lot of great discussion going. And please give us some topics on Facebook or LinkedIn Absolutely. or Twitter or whatever. Um, th- and uh, please keep sharing and caring and uh, help us help you stay informed. Yeah. Local people. All right. Thanks very much, people. everyone. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye. Out. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jag and Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. Produced by Cryer Media and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company.